between frightening creatures of the sky to devilish beings lurking beneath the waves, monsters riddled what is now considered the medieval world. Tucked away in desolate areas, these baffling critters aroused everything from confusion and wonder just to downright fear. Immortalized on the pages of manuscripts, bestiaries, and travel books, these creatures of God have been capturing the imagination of man for centuries. So today, we're going to dive head first and learn about a few of these creatures of old that sparked the imagination of man. From humanoid monsters with faces on their chests, to tales of old kings dealing with legendary beasts. So stay tuned as we talk about the wonderful and terrifying creatures of the medieval world. talking and I'm not and I'm just <laughs> and then I'm talking <laughs> no but wait wait I have something for him boom you get shot down now you just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids the weird history and eerie tales podcast Concentrate on the news it's what we do wow <laughs> FYI there's nothing wrong and welcome everybody to another episode of the Weird History Eerie Tales Podcast. I am your host, Mosasaurian, and with me, as always, is my brother Josh. Yeah, what's up, dickheads? And today we have another episode without Archie, because, you know, schedules, conflict, and, you know, and all that good, awful, adult stuff. And drugs. And dr- a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. A lot of so drugs. So many drugs. So many drugs. We are concerned for, um, you know, for our, for Archie. I was talking about myself, dude. I'm concerned about myself right now. So many drugs. Speaking of drugs, just kidding. You know who you would assume was on drugs? People of the medieval ages. Oh, yeah. Like how can you live that in that era and be sober? But the way I meant it was looking back, all the shit that they drew, all the shit they talked about was fucking batshit insane. It was shit you would only dream of seeing during a fucking lucid trip. A, a bad trip. Yeah, just a bad trip. And and that's you know and that's what we're gonna focus on today. Not I mean not bad trips, <laughs> but medieval monsters. There you, know, you go, there you go. That's medieval monsters. Cause goddamn these fucking puzzle these these fucking creatures monsters are made up of everything. They made up they made up of each each creature is made up of like four different other monsters that have no sense of being put together. And today we're gonna find out how ridiculous some of these fucking uh, medieval monsters were. If I had to describe these monsters by using one word. Goofy. Goofy? They're goofy. They're fucking bro, goofy. So we are no strangers to monsters. We see them in our dreams and in our nightmares. And not all monsters, you know, they keep in piles of bad merch after a breakup. Some monsters could be friendly and comforting to us Monsters belong to a different world, whether that is an actual physical plane or just in our subconscious. But at least that's what we believe. You know, kind of. But back then, during the fucking Middle Ages, man, monsters were as common back then as BBLs and podcasts hosted by cringy incel bros trying to give real relationship advice are today. I bet being a writer or an artist during the medieval period must have been a fun 
but fucking stressful time because at some point after you've described or drawn your 12th horned unicorn half man half bird beast with the 13th wing you kind of run out of fucking ideas you can only draw so many horns and so many wings before you're just like all right guys we need a new fucking description because all these motherfuckers are looking alike they look a little bit too similar to each other these demon human hybrid creatures you know you know it's kind of like impossible to try to bring these grotesque creatures of god to life these demon human hybrids you know they're supposed to be as frightening as they are fanciful so you know my brother said that he could he's calling them goofy right and that's what you know that's where i'm gonna start today goofy monsters but before i'll start with these goofy monsters i want to begin this wacky episode of ours with the salter world map so this map, which you go on our Instagram, Weird History Eretos Pod to see, is a 13th century depiction of our world, which shows remote and hostile areas that are home to races of monsters. With Christ looking over the world and dragons holding up the world from the bottom, the earth is depicted as a circle surrounded by a ring-shaped ocean. It has Asia at the top of the map, Europe in the lower left, Africa in the lower right, and then Jerusalem right dab in the middle. And you can tell who made this map. Because found only along the coast of Africa is a zone of orange and blue squares, which is the monster zone. So these monsters were based off of writings of classical authors such as Pliny the Elder. In the Natural History Pen 77 AD, Pliny wrote of the members of the North African tribe who were said to have no heads their mouths and eyes being seated in their breasts so these guys their faces were on their chest yeah <clears throat> over 1500 years later big shot authors were still talking about these chest face men so these weren't just like creatures that existed for like only a few hundred years in stories whatever for thousands of years people believed that there were humans with faces on their fucking chests in othello which is shakespeare which shakespeare wrote he, he, you know, he wrote of the cannibals that each other eat, the anthropophagy, and those men whose heads do grow beneath their so, do grow beneath their shoulders. Even fucking Shakespeare was writing about these goddamn goofy ass fucking what is that guy from McDonald's, the purple guy Grimace? These Grimace looking motherfuckers. I'm surprised you remember that name. So the manuscript was made in London in the later half of the 13th century. But after 1262, as the Saul's calendar commemorates on April 3rd, the feast of the St. Richard of Chester, most of the Salter's decorations were completed at this stage, including historiated initials that marked the major divisions of the text and a unique illustration of the Virgin and the Child enthroned. So late in the 13th century, a different artist added a series of six full-page illustrations depicting scenes from the life of Christ to the beginning of the manuscript. But these images, they were bound in the wrong order. So this book had a bunch of images you know, depicting like the, the, the life of Christ. But whoever wrote this book did not give a fuck. And this, and this is how you could tell the story wasn't that well known of Jesus Christ. Because this motherfucker, whoever bound this book together, they put Christ's resurrection before his crucifixion. So just like, all right, whatever. They just fucking put it in and just set it out. So up first, let's talk about a few human hybrids like 
the blemmy which is the one the person i was talking about the person the the creep the, the, the weird humanoid figure with the eyes and nose and mouth and on his fucking chest so one of the most common monsters people's found in medieval manuscripts were the blemmy who had no head but would have rather have their faces on their torso upper torso some writers mention these people as living somewhere in africa beyond ethiopia Mandeville has them inhabiting part of the 54 larger islands in South Asia, somewhere around the Andaman Islands. He writes, In another part, there are ugly folk without heads, who have eyes in each shoulder. Their mouths are round like a horseshoe in the middle of their chest. And yet another part are headless men whose eyes and mouths are on their fucking backs. And there are in another place folk with flat faces, without noses, or eyes but they have two small holes instead of eyes and a flat lipless mouth imagine a mouth with no lips on someone's chest that's fucking night that's some hellraiser xenoblite shit that's like some nightmare fuel that that changes the game of open chest dude <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's the first thing i went to i was like fucking open chest dude fucking random nose so up next we have the Cynephily. The what? The Cynephily. The syphilis? Syphilis. Yeah, Cynephily. Nice. And syphilis. These people we would now consider werewolves. Because these dog-headed peoples were another favorite of medieval writers. So in his works, The History of the Lombards, Paul the Deacon tells of an early story with the Lombards that were facing a more powerful enemy. So the Lombards they made a plan where they pretended that they have in their camps Cynephily. That is, you know, these men with dog heads. They spread the rumor among the enemy that these men wage war. Obstantate. Like, they just would no, like, with no remorse. They were, they were fucking um, berserkers before berserkers, right? They were just out for fucking blood. They would drink human blood and they would eat their own gore. They would fuck themselves. They were so angry that if they cannot reach their foes, they would just snarl at themselves and just scratch at themselves, right? Fuck. That's how hang that's how <clears throat> hungry they were for fucking war. And to give and to make sure that the enemies believed it, the Lombards, they spread their tents wide and far and they f made a lot of fires. So like they made these long tents and they spread them kind of far apart from each other, not so close, just to make it seem like, and they put like random fires around it, like their like the area of, of, of encampment. Yeah. So when the enemies would go and scout, they're like, wait, why is that tent a lot bigger? Why is there fires over there? Why are there fires over here? Just so they could be like, that's probably where they're keeping those fucking beasts. Oh, that's why they're keeping those, these, these fucking Cynephalies are over there. So these, so this, this shit worked. The enemy. They got so fucking frightened by this threat that they just gave up and they just left them alone. They're like, you know what? This shit ain't worth it. Like, we they out. just bounced. Uh, I'm not going to fuck around and find out. Yeah, and they, they just bounced. <clears throat> you know, then we have the Cyopods. And these people were the epitome of Goofy. Hmm. Because they were known for having one leg with a very large foot. I think it's the top right corner. I see it. The description by the ancient writer Pliny the Elder said, They are in the habit of lying on their backs. During the time of the extreme heat, they will protect themselves from the sun by the shade of their feet. So they just lay on their back, hold their feet up in the Man, air. Shut the fuck up. Are you <laughs> and use the shade of their feet to 
keep themselves cool. And while they're fucking assholes being torched by... (laughs) That's good. That's good. You know, they're getting... Their b-holes getting vitamin B. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fucking liver fuck. Fucking liver king. So, and this... This didn't change up until the Middle Ages. Remember, Pliny the Elder was way before the Middle Ages. So the, these fucking descriptions, the thought of these creatures existing, it, it baffles my mind because people for thousands of years believed genuinely believed. They, they believed all of this. This dude, single leg, big ass foot, tanning their assholes. Right. So, you know, so here's a account being reported by the friar, friar, someone who works for the church. John of Marinoli, who participated in in papal mission in papal missions to China in 1331, who was able to reach a remote and exotic place being inhabited by the Cyopods. I have traveled in all the chief countries of the earth, and in particular the places where merchants from all parts of the world do come together, and yet I could never ascertain that such races of men exist, nor as reported. Are there people who use their foot to shave themselves? But as all the Indians commonly go naked, they are in the habit of carrying a thing like a little tent roof on a cane handle, which they open out as well as a protection against the sun or rain. This is called a chatir. And I brought one back to Florence with me, but poets have converted this into a foot. So we have prior descriptions like yeah, yeah i've gone to these fucking places and there's these motherfuckers who just when it gets too hot they just lie on the floor fuck their backs you know their backs are on fire but who you know they don't give a fuck and they just raise a foot and they're just chilling but of course we can't talk about half human hyper hybrids without talking about giants because going back to david and goliath countless medieval tales and legends they always involve giants who could be often living in the wastelands and mountains beyond human habitation. Like, for example, the 12th century Geoffrey of Monmouth relates how the ancient Britons had wiped out all the giants except for one, and he was challenged, who, except for one, named, I think it's pronounced Go-Magat. It's pronounced it's spelled G-O-E-M-A-G-O, or Go. I I couldn't find it on howtopronounce.com. They, they just didn't have it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, but he was challenged to a <coughs> wrestling match by Corinius. So Corinius went up to this giant. He killed everybody. He's like, you know what? Me, I'm coming for you. Me and you right now. And then you go for a wrestling match. And this is a, you know, a description of that match. At the beginning of the encounter, Corinius and the giant standing front to front held each other strongly in their arms and panted aloud for breath. But the giant presently grasping Corinius with all his might broke three of his ribs two on his right side and one on his left, at which Corinius, highly enraged, roused up his whole strength, snatching him upon his shoulders, ran with him as far as the weight would allow him to the next shore, and there getting upon the top of a high rock, hurled down the savage monster into the sea, or falling on the sides of the craggy rocks, he was torn to pieces, and he colored the waves red with his blood. The place where he fell, took its name from the giant's fall and is now called and is now and is now called Gomat's sleep to this day because that's where that's when he went sleep sleep that's what, well it's called Gomat's leap that's where the, the monster leap 
But that, that technically, that's where he not by choice, died. not yeah, by yeah, choice. Yeah, then he was, he was how bullied. big was fucking Creases? What the fuck? Creases. He was, he wasn't big, bro. He was, he was just small. He was small, but he took them off. Just imagine, picked ima- them up. Over imagine his a swole Danny DeVito. That's Wolverine right there. <laughs> that's that's common. That's common. Wolverine. Four foot, like four foot, four six. foot bitch. <laughs> but will fuck you up. Yeah. So you know that's Corinius. You know, just just fucking up. He's goat. Goat. He goat. I mean, what? The giant how, slayer. How, the, the giant slayer. The giant slayer. The giant slayer. Man. Yeah, but a lot of these descriptions are dumb. Some, some of these. Uh, all right. No, the descriptions are dumb. Goofy. The creatures are like. Dumber. I, I'm torn between. <laughs> I'm torn between like, how the fuck, do you, did you believe this for thousands of years? Well, I mean, they didn't know, man. They, they didn't know. They didn't have Google. Right. I don't have. I don't need Google to tell me a dude with one foot, <laughs> who oh. lives his. You know, There's Google exist. with storytelling. Friars, the church. The church ran that shit. You know, so. (laughs) (laughs) So here on the Weird History Eritos podcast, you know, we come at you guys with nothing but factual. We what? We what? We come at you guys. Not come on you. We come at you. Okay. So we come. Sometimes at you we guys. miss. Sometimes Always. we miss. Never miss. We hundred for hundred. Don't miss. Hundred for hundred. Damn. You know. You know. We come at you guys with nothing but factual. A hundred percent facts. Non-embellished truths. We pride ourselves in that we are not above calling out our heroes when they falter. In fact, on numerous occasions, you've heard me shit on Paul for being an ancestral pedophile. And even Lovecraft, who I fucking love. You know, we love to call him a racist dirtbag here on the show. So to continue our parade of truth, we're going to add another nail to the coffin of a man so full of shit. The history has tried to lie to us so much so that they put great into his name. Yes, I'm talking about (coughs) Alexander the Great. Or on today's episode, Alexander the Not-So-Great. Because even though Alex, as we're going to call him today, may have gone down in history as one of the greatest ancient kings of all time, he's not as great as history would like for us to remember. His stories of conquering lands are as long as the list of things that prove he's not that fucking great. Damn. Like, for example, <clears throat> him, like, he inherited everything from his father. That's what's up. Everything, even down to his fighting style that he would become famous for. Bro, he's so great. He don't got to work for thefts, dude. He's good. When conquering the Greek, which he is most famous for, <clears throat> they just gave up. And not because of how badass he was. Not because he had, <laughs> you know, these wolf dog werewolves in camp with him. But because they had just held off the Persians and they were too weak to fight. Plus, Greece at this point had broken out into civil war. You know, and it was just a mess. They were like, fuck it, just take it, just take it, just take it. Bro, that's that's what they want you to believe. He's so great, they didn't want to fright the great one, dude. So, men, like most of the lands that he quote unquote conquered, they were kind of just given to him. Like when he went to, like we went south to conquer Egypt. The Egyptians, they were bros with the Greeks. They were like close, you know. So 
when it came to fighting against, you know, the, like they were close, especially when it came to fighting against the Persians. So when Alexander, he came down to Egypt, they were just like, you know what? Here, fuck it. Take it. Egypt's yours. Whatever. You already took over Greek. You, you fuck, you know, you fucked off the Persians, whatever. Just take you do. Egypt's yours now. Fuck it. That's, that's literally what happened. Like it, it wasn't because he fought them. It wasn't because they were just, they were just like, you know what, bro? Like, like our beef was with the Persians, you know, we good. Take it. Whatever. Then there's the whole thing with the Gordian knot. So, long story short, there was this wagon that belonged to a king. And this wagon had its yoke tied. The yoke is a piece of, like, wood that you would use to keep two animals together as they pulled the wagon. So, you know how, like, when you would have, you know how today, wagons, we would see them with, um, with, uh, with rope? Well, back then, they used to have a yoke, which is a piece of wood that would connect the animals from side to side. You know how the horses are tied from, like, front to back? Yeah, this yoke was a piece of wood that would go over their necks on the two animals. So they were, so they, so the, that would be like their steering wheel, right? Yeah. So that was, um, that was the yoke. So this wagon had its yoke tied so tight that it was impossible to see how they were tied together, how the ropes were tied. So legend had it that any man who could unravel the elaborate knot. Was dense was destined to become ruler of all Asia. <clears throat> Damn. Well, Alexander, he's famous for you know for um, untying the Gordian knot. But this motherfucker, you know, that's what he's famous for. You know, he's famous for solving this puzzle. But he did it like in the most bitch ass way. He was so frustrated that he just took his sword out and just fucking cut the rope and then and, and then unraveled. They were like, no, you're supposed to like try to untie it. He's like, nah, nah, nah. He just used his fucking sword. And then they're like, well, I mean, like, I, he's like, see, I did it. I'm a raw Asia. He did it. This piece of shit. Also, chances are. He was smart, bro. Just like in the fucking Captain America. First one. When they're like, you got to get that flag down. And he, this is before he got, you know, became captain. They're like, fuck, we can't get that. It's too high up. They're already leaving. Oh, so he, he just un- un- fucking unscrews it. The pole falls. He's like, I, I got it. That's what he did, bro. Bro. Man, fuck Bro. Man. He's great, son. Also, chances are that mostly everything about Alexander the Great was false. was just made up. Because the sources for everything about his life, they were created after he died. Like, most of the shit we know today was written by historians hundreds of years after he died. Many authors, they wanted to draw moral lessons or create stories parallel with modern leaders. And and then others just wanted to flex and show off the writing skills. Which means that the speech commonly known or considered as the greatest speech in history was pure fan fiction. This motherfucker probably didn't even say it. So the legends surrounding Alex, like I said, that's that's what we're going to call him today. They were extremely fucking popular during the medieval ages, which all starts with this fantastical Disney-esque birth story. So legend has it that Alex's dad was this mysterious exiled king of Egypt. Having flown from his country, he found refuge at the court of King Philip. He could fly, bro, like a bird. Whom he became a wizard and astrologer for. So there you go. But this motherfucker, you know, 
this fucking bitch-ass Fabio, he <laughs> fell in love with King Philip's wife. And he shot his shot. Did he miss? He he seduced her using <laughs> his magic tricks. Motherfucker, don't miss. He couldn't <laughs> remember. This is his father. This is his father. So there's a player, bro. He comes from a lineage of great, bro. So he convinced her that the Egyptian god Amun would visit her at night in the form of a dragon and give her a son, who would do right every wrong her bitch-ass <coughs> husband Philip had done to her. So this is a direct quote from the Romance of Alexander. Nice. When the first hour of the night was passed, Alex's father used magic to transform himself into a dragon and went sliding into the queen's bed. They took pleasure in each other's company for a long time and when he finally rose from the bed he embraced the queen and said the one conceived tonight will be victorious and will never be overcome by any man. And he just flies away. And he took off his costume but I got it bitch! No, so that's the thing. He, so I mean, he fucked that dragon. I mean, this, this lady was fucking a dragon. She was fucking a lizard. So the story, so the, sto- so the stories about Alex's unstoppable conquest of the unknown world of the East are full of these fucking ridiculous monsters that could only exist in the pages of medieval texts. The list of fucking ludicrous creatures he encountered is endless. For example. In the forests of India, there existed giants who dressed themselves in the skin of animals but were afraid of human voices. Near th- yeah. <laughs> that was their weakness? They were just scared of human voices. They were fucking scary as fuck. Hey! Oh, shit! They start running? Podcast must have, would be like their fucking... Oh, fun. shit! <laughs> just blow that shit on speaker, bro. They die from a Carriages with speakers just fucking... Lunchables, you know, five bucks, you know. We gotta put that video on our. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, okay. Damn, human voices, just voices, just voices, just, just voices. So you can just me, motherfucker. So, you so a giant, so you can see a giant. You can just he looks at you. So he's like, and they just ah, they freak out and fuck off. Like they die. No, they were just really scared. Maybe, I guess, Heart if you, attack. I guess if you had, like, a good conversation Surprise, with them. motherfucker! <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Imagine he just... Ah! He just... Boom! A giant, giant would just fuck his heart exploding and just fall. Fuck. That's probably why there's no giants alive. To this day. Uh, makes sense. They're scared of human voices. So, near the Red Sea lived savage beasts with horns like swords, dragons with, the ram, with ram's horns, and giant men with horse heads who fought with their long and sharp teeth. There's actually a picture in that book. And 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 dragons was game, bro. He slithered his way into the bed. That was that. Smashed. He's still a dragon. In the mountains surrounding these forests, Alex and his Looney Tune army were attacked by men of gargantuan stature with a single eye in the middle. The forehead. So they even had cyclopses back then. Alexander's thirst, and I, and I mean, this is like one of the biggest, like, biggest what? 
Why are you hating on the great one, Fuck. dude? All right. So, Just because you have great one you need, you want to be the so great one? Alexander's thirst for conquest didn't end when he explored every last unknown part of the East. His thirst for exploration only grew when he realized there is a whole world left untouched by man. And it was right above his head. During his conquest of India, he had captured a pair of griffins. Again, this motherfucker captured a pair of griffins. Not just one. Two. Two griffins. For those of you that do not know or can't remember what a griffin is, body and tail of a lion with wings and head of an eagle. You know? And griffins, they're supposed to be the kings of kings. But he captured two. So Alex had a big cage made and he fastened the griffins to it with iron chains. Then he starved them for a few days. Then what he did was he teased them by sticking pieces of meat on lances that he would throw into the sky through the roof of the cage while he was inside. So going after the meat, the griffins started to fly into the air. And as the romance of Alexander puts it, they had reached such a height that Alexander had gone beyond pure air and was near the fiery sun. Soon, an angel appeared and summoned Alexander. Oh, Alexander, have you not secured the whole earth? Now you must explore the heavens? Return to earth as soon as possible, or you will become food for your birds. Oh, Alex got checked, bro? And then Alexander had to come back down. Your fa- if we could record your face of, of, I don't know how to describe it. Oh, man, I'm I'm annoyed. I'm irritated. <laughs> you're, you're you're e, I'm, all, all above. You are everything. Like it's just like it's just it, it, it annoyed the fuck out of me. I mean, first of all, he tossed that shit into the heavens, right? It was he him who was tossing it. Yeah. Fuck got an arm, bro. You know why? Because he's great. He's a man. He's fuck great. Alexander. He he got the Jesus Christ treatment, but like he, all his stories were written after, not during. It was written after. Hundred man. Fuck Alexander. The great. You know, but like it's it's crazy. Like looking at a lot of these like bestiaries. Like it's crazy the imagination that people had back then. Yeah. Like I never in a million years would I have pictured a man with you know instead of nipples he had eyes. Like never a mouth with no lips. That's some that's some Hellraiser shit. Well, it's it's something we said earlier in the episode, bro. Drugs. You you that's what they needed. That's what they were. On. I, I I don't know if it was drugs they were taking or drugs that they needed to stop taking, but it was just a bunch of sh- and like that whole medieval, like the whole medieval ages is just super fascinating because of the, how, how contradictory that whole thing. People were so poor, people were dying. And yet, you know, they had all these magnificent, like, it's just weird. It's a weird, it was a weird fucking time in, like, human history. Because we were, it was like, every, everything that ever happened was going on at the same time during this period. Like, there was, like, huge, like, you know, like, the plagues were wiping out people. People were discovering new lands. And, like, people were imagining all these beasts, all these crazy monsters. The church was taking over the fucking, you know, they were like the big dicks in town 
it was it was just it was just everything was just black and white. No one knew how to no no one knew how to write or read. Yet all these books were being written during that time. Like churches were being built by people who thought men with eyes as the nipples were walking around in forests. Like it was just just so cartoonish. All this was happening, and Alex still became great. That's how he became great because <laughs> it was just a time of of fucking lunacy and madness. But yeah, that's what, you know today's gonna be a short episode just because I don't want to. I'm tired. I don't want to talk about Alexander the Great. So it's that's my fault. I shouldn't have brought him up. It just you know it ticked me off. Like fuck him. He's up there with that Christopher Columbus. We gotta change the name of the episode. I don't think it's Medieval Monsters. <laughs> it's just it fuck, just it just fuck, fuck great, you know. Just fuck Alexander just the Great. Fuck great, nah. Just fuck great. Nah, 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 nah. We can't. Nah. Uh, Le- LeBron just became the fucking number one scorer of all time. See, that's that's some other bullshit too. That's great. Nah. Yeah, that is that's great. great. Even though they fucking lost, they yeah. lost the game. But like, like, how's Anthony Davis had fourteen points? This motherfucker's like 12 feet tall. Playing against OKC. They have nothing but kindergartners in that team. That's his weakness. You know, Giants, you know. He was scared of the voices. <laughs> he was scared of the voices, God bro. Damn, bro. I was like, like, what the fuck? How are you going to have 14 points? LeBron is three times your age. He scored four, like almost 40. The answer's right there. He's not LeBron. <sighs> he had 14 points. I don't know what's more maddening, the fact that Anthony Davis scored 14 points or the fact that I'm over here def- like sounding like I'm defending the Lakers. You are defending the Lakers. <sighs> like, well, technically, no. No, no. Let's be fair. You're, you're... You, could, he, you could have given LeBron that dub. That dub. Nah. On a night where he you know, created the... history. Yeah. They're salty, bro. I don't know. But, you know, you know, fuck the Lakers. You know, fuck. Alexander the Great, fuck all this shit. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I guess it's a short one. You know, we didn't want to leave you guys without an episode. Um, we're also, uh, next week. You know, we're gonna be all together. We're gonna talk about. You know, we're gonna be have a spooky episode. Nah, fuck that. We're gonna have an episode of why Alexander the Great is great. <laughs> why? I'm a, I'm a rebuttal. Your <laughs> bullshit, shitty, short episode <laughs> with with facts. A long shittier. Episode with facts, bro. I don't do if, buts, or maybes. Absolutes absolutes only, bro. Absolutes. Absolutes only. All right. Shout out to those who've seen that video. So, um, I don't know if what's what's going to come first, whether it's that episode. So, so we're going to have a spooky episode where we're going to talk about haunted trails of the Appalachian Mountains and just shit weird and scary shit that people have seen while out hiking. So many videos. There's so much shit. There's so many videos. I think we talk about this. Shortly, in the TikTok video, when we're, when yeah, yeah, where this, where this chick, she loves uh, backpacking. She was camping by herself. Uh, she records. She likes taking pictures of nature and shit. She finds a camp, uh, uh, a place to camp near a stream or some shit. She's recording some type of birds or some shit, right? And then she plays the camera outside. She goes to sleep, whatever. And then when she wakes up, right, when she checks her. The fucking footage. The selfies of her asleep, right? Yeah, the yeah. There's pictures of, of the camera being picking up and just her being filmed while she was sleeping. I was like, fuck she with the second she saw that, she's like, I'm out, bitch. Man, yeah. that that's that's 
So, so I don't know if that's gonna come out or um, our Valentine's creepypasta story is gonna come story episodes gonna come out. So for Valentine's Day, uh, we're you know we're gonna do a creepypasta episode. It's just about love. It's just about you know whether that love is morbid or not. It's a whole different story, you know. But you know, just something to give the guys to do because it's a girl holiday. You know, some some to entertain your boyfriends while you guys are in line at Red Lobster for Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? So I don't know which episode is gonna come first, but you know, both of those episodes are gonna come out next week. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this little short episode. It was a fun little maddening episode. Um, again, you guys can go to our Instagram, Weird History Utah Spot, to look at some of these pictures. Just look at some of these fucking ridiculous, goofy monsters. Man, they're goofy. And and to look at some of the pictures describing some of uh, Alexander the not so great uh, feats and the kind of creatures and monsters he supposedly fought, but we you know we know he didn't. I felt like this episode just made him even more great. Right. He didn't have to fight for anything. He's so great. Just here you go. The world's like, you know what, bro? Here, here. You're so here. great. Here, right? Dude, he was so great. He had to get checked by angels, bro. Like, yo, man, you, you're scaring us, son. <laughs> like, bro, like you, you gotta go back down to the dirt. Like, you, you better go down before we, before we nerf you. Hot fix right there, bro. He was about to get a hot fix. That's how great he is. That's how OP he was. Anyway, in this episode, man, fuck you too, man. Great. Yeah.